Hi, Betty. Hi, be careful what you say. <laughs> we will. Be careful of your questions. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. Well, Betty, thank you so much for being with us today. We're just really excited to get to be able to talk with you. And um, just to set the context, you will be celebrating a birthday the end of this month, 110 years old. So we've got a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> and um, I think it, it will be interesting for people just to hear a little bit about your your background. Um, and you were born in 1914 in Pennsylvania. And your parents, tell us a little bit about your parents. And Well, I was at my grandparents when I was born because my father was in the Battle of the Marne in the First World War. And in a trench with mud and cooties. And scared soldiers, soldiers. Yes. So uh, that was the first war that I was in. And I lived in Harrisburg and with them until he came home. And then my father was a minister, very progressive minister. Mm -hmm. And he had a couple of churches, and so I moved from one to the other. In in the place New York were born in New York State. So, what what, is, what does it mean to be a progressive minister? What was? Well, you don't <laughs> you don't believe that God is an entity. God is more of a transcendent spirit. Oh, I, I do too. <laughs> and you have to be open to that. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, and I happened to be brought up that way, so I ended up that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You feel the same. I don't believe God is an entity up there looking down on me. Right. I believe it's, it's a spirit that one contacts and uses in one's life with other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and your your parents, it was unusual that your parents went to college. Where did they go? One went to Vassar and one went to Princeton. Yes. We were New Yorker people. <laughs> And my my grandfather went to Japan and was lived there for forty years as a professor in a university. Uh huh. Really. And my father was born there, and when he was fifteen, they sent him to this country to go to school. But he wrote the first Japanese English grammar. He my grandfather. And my grandmother, for whom I'm named, hated every minute of it. She hated living in Japan? Hated it. Really? For 40 years. She was a pain in the neck. <laughs> Your grandmother. Yes. For whom I'm named. Okay. <laughs> Elizabeth. <laughs> and, and But I'm called B. I'm called Betty. B-E-D-D. Yeah. -D -D. Well, Betty. Betty. <laughs> Not Betty, but Betty. Betty, yes. <laughs> and and uh, did you have siblings? Oh, yes. I had three. Um, one sister, older, and two younger brothers, and I can tell you a story. We were having a family get-together, and there were four of us there, and the youngest brother was extremely bright and was involved in computers and climate change. Mm -hmm. And in those days, wow. people weren't involved in that. And so they were kidding him about being so damn bright. Mm -hmm. 
and my father, the minister, progressive with us as he were, said yes, and he was a mistake. <laughs> and my mother said, oh, Charlie. <laughs> she was very much of a lady. She just talked like, about such things. <laughs> yes. And 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 uh, did, did they live in where you lived, or were, how, were you in touch with your siblings? Oh, at that point, no. I think we are, each one had his own special way of living with a, uh -huh. yeah. a special marriage. And all very different, but all but compatible. Yes. Nice. Was it um, always assumed that you would go to college? I went to Wells. Yes. And was that kind of always in the plan that you would go to college? No, I was supposed to go to, I think I told you, mm -hmm. I was supposed to go to Vassar, but I went there for the weekend with my, because my cousin had invited me to come when they were having the president for dinner, and he left his spoon in his soup cup. And I came home and I said, I can't go to a college where the president leaves his spoon in his soup cup. <laughs> So I didn't go to Vassar. I went to Wells. Otherwise, I never would have met my wonderful husband. Well, that was meant to be. <laughs> With whom I was married 82 years. 82 years. And you knew him longer? No, not much. Not much, okay. We didn't wait very long. Do I understand that you were an athlete? Yes. What kind of sports? Uh Everything but football and rugby. Okay. Everything ex ex except that? Uh-huh. Lacrosse, soccer, field hockey, tennis, golf, you name it. Wow. And you you have, you have got a degree in art history. Is that correct? Yes, and that's because I was majoring in chemistry, and I was sloppy, and I dropped a lot of the stuff in the chemistry lab down the drain, so I changed my major. <laughs> Safer, a safer, um, yes. And, then, and so then, and my first job was a lecturer in an art gallery. Oh, in New York, in Rochester, New York. And so, did you get married while you were still after college, or while you were still? In oh no, after college. Mm -hmm. Then we moved to uh, we moved to I moved to New York to be with him, and he was in early television. He was a, probably the first. Television director. Really? He was just incredible. And his father was very famous because he made his debut in the Metropolitan Opera. Yep. And the way he made his debut was that he was standing by the stage waiting to make his debut in the opera mm -hmm. at the Metropolitan. And somebody pushed him on the stage. It was Caruso. Oh, no. He <laughs> was standing behind him playing jokes. <laughs> so when when his father got on the stage, he immediately sang. <laughs> but he had, my husband had a very unusual upbringing, being the son of a very famous singer. And it never went to his head. Never and never did. He was a very modest person. Extremely. Really. What was your husband's last name? Weregraf. Mm -hmm. yeah. His name is his first name is Ryan R E I N A L D, like Reginald uh -huh. without the G. And he's Danish and German. Mm -hmm. 
And I am almost purely Scotch. And how does how do you pronounce your husband's name? Reinald. Reinald. And I called him Reinald. Yeah. Yeah. Was his grandfather, his father, a uh, what kind of an opera singer was he? Was he a tenor? A tenor. Mm. Lovely. So he does. So did did your husband travel? Uh, your his father must have traveled the world. Then did your husband? Yes, he travel did. with him. Mm-hmm. So, and I have a story when he was a little boy. He and his mother and his sister were at a Carnegie Hall at a concert where he was. Their father was singing, and my husband, aged eight, got bored silly, so he took the program and he tore the program up in little pieces and he put it on the balcony and, he, and it went down into the auditorium. So he. He had a he had a life of having to behave himself, and when he didn't, he he knew it. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had the same problem. My father was very well known as a minister and very well loved, and we couldn't do anything bad, mm-hmm. except on Halloween. <laughs> we dressed up as Robin Hood. And we'd go into people's gardens and take their heads of cabbage and throw them around. <laughs> and if somebody had left their furniture on their porch, we'd hide it. We had a great time. <laughs> and at one day of the year. <laughs> one day of the year. Because we were dressed up. They, nobody knew who we were. Oh, that's great. <laughs> they probably ended up going. They probably. It sounds like you were never bored. Never. <laughs> And, and I'm not even bored here. Isn't that wonderful? This, I'd like to talk about living at Presbyterian Homes. Please, please. Good question. When did you move here? 1898. And, and why did you decide to move to the Presbyterian Homes? Because my family did the same thing. And they were never a bother to us. We never worried about them. They were well taken care of. They were in a different retirement. Uh-huh. What What do you like about living here? The variety of people. We've heard that before. And there's some very bright professors like Jada Hawley. Mm-hmm. It's just, and then look what, look what they did. This was just a guy that's He's in charge of the desk. He's the one that brought the stuff. Well, uh-huh. Yeah, brought us coffee and yeah, And and what about the people here? Do you like? Well, some are very self-centered and some are very not self-centered. And I happen to be interested in the people that are not. <laughs> I would imagine. Just had one move from Ted Twenty Long Grove, which is a an apartment house which is owned by the Presbyterian Homes. And she's so within herself. She hadn't lived in a community where you share your thoughts. 
not your experience, but your thoughts. Mm. There's a big difference, isn't there? Oh, yes. Yeah. And I have a lot of friends over in the other, in the other side, we call it. <laughs> the other side. <laughs> so what, what, do, what kinds of things do you like to talk about with people? Religion. Mm-hmm. How to live with other people. How to differ. You think your your ability to talk with people and to continue learning has has contributed to your longevity? Oh, definitely. There are some people that are are so narrow minded that Yeah. Uninteresting. Life goes on around the Rather than there being in it. But there are, there are some wonderful people here, some fabulous professors. I've got some of the best friends I've ever had in my life. And I go, I go back quite a bit. You take classes. Well, to have dinner with people. So. Mm-hmm. Or I go to the pub. <laughs> the pub. Where I have, let's see, what do I have? I have onion rings, Caesar salad, and uh, mussels. Sounds good. <laughs> I walk into the pub and they don't even have to ask me what I want. <laughs> and do you drink? One drink. Okay. Beer or wine or? Scotch. Scotch. Okay, I should have known. I've got Scotch blood. I should have known. Scotch, yes. <laughs> so uh, you're on three committees now, aren't you, here at Presbyterian? I'm on three committees. You think so? Am I? What are they? Newcomers? I didn't know that. Okay. Somebody's making this up then. Spirituality? More or less. That was a while back. Oh, okay. That you were on on these committees maybe some years ago. Okay. I used to be on a hell of a lot of committees. Yes. But I've gone through that phase of my life. Okay. I'm interested, though, and curious about, um, you, you strike me as, as somebody who's um, an advocate, that if, if something needs to be changed, you want to be in there making that change happen. What are some of the things you've been involved in over the... the- I, mean, I, I can't remember, but it's very interesting how the management here listens to suggestions. Oh, and it makes you feel as if you're part of the community if you can help direct its future. Yes. I know someone else, don't ask me the name, of the person, of another couple that lives here, and they say very much the same thing you do. Mm-hmm. You might know them if I could remember who they are. <laughs> but they... Uh, not Don, Don and Victoria Scott? No. <laughs> no. Don Troutman and his... Troutman. He's not married. He lives with a gal. Okay. Yes. That is. Then I know two cu- two couples, because I know them too. I, I was... The first committee I was on was a committee that Don ran. He's very bright. He's my bootlegger. <laughs> and what does that mean to you? When I run out of scops, I say, hey, it's time to go back to the school, back to our store. <laughs> I, I saw a bottle of scotch sitting on your 
kitchen counter. He probably bought that. <laughs> I paid for it, but he bought okay. it. What's your favorite scotch? I don't know. I'm not that. You don't care. <laughs> I don't drink that much, and I just don't care. Yeah. Uh, I read an article about you that said that you like to you do your best thinking in the morning. Is that true? Well, I wake up very early, so maybe I do. I try to think more than just in the morning. <laughs> but, yeah. I I tell you what I do miss. I miss actually going to church. Okay. And can you not do that here? I can go to chapel, but I mean actually go to my church, Northminster. Okay. It used to be Allen Park. Presbyterian Church, and I've always known the minister very well. And Jessica Gregory is a good friend of mine. She helped bury my husband. How many years ago did he pass away, Benny? My husband? Yes. About five. Yeah. 2019. Not very long. So he was 103 when he when he died. Yeah, 103. You miss him? Very much. However, every time when I get sad about it, I think, you lucky woman, you had him for so long. <laughs> so I stop crying and rejoice. Mm -hmm. That sounds... No, it's a wonderful attitude. Well, you have to have it. Yes. If you're sitting bored all the time. And there's so many people here who are really interesting. And having lived here for, for so long, I have a lot of friends. I'm sure you do. I was just trying to imagine all the changes that you witnessed in your lifetime. Oh. I just... And all the wars. And the wars. Vietnam War. My husband and I took in a couple of families, some from Cuba and some from Vietnam, and I was still in touch with them. We uh, we enriched our lives by spreading out. Yes. And then there are people that just don't do anything but their own family, and how boring but must be. Right. You, um, you know, we have a lot of listeners to this recording that you're making. A lot of people will be listening to it. They're of all ages, mostly women of all ages. And I'm just wondering, do you have, you've been telling us all the nuggets, the, the secrets for being able to maintain who you are at this, at this age. Do you have anything to say to them that the, the people who are listening Sure, I got a lot. <laughs> Come on, got a lot of advice. The platform give it to us. <laughs> Be more interested in them than you are yourself. And I find that you can tell in a minute who's really interested in you, and that it makes you want to be interested in them. That's important. Did I make my point? You did. Perfectly. Just perfectly. 
What else? I think you have to... If you have lived a life with kids in a town, in a church, and in schools, you've learned to live in a community. And you shouldn't live here unless you've lived in the, unless you're willing to be open. Mm -hmm. I think the reason I have so many friends is that I like to listen to people what they have to say. Yes. That's a dumb thing to say. No, it's true. It makes so much sense. That's why we like doing this podcast. We like listening to people, women's stories. I would like to, yes. Yeah. There are a tremendous amount of people, number of people, who have had such effective lives. Mm -hmm. And for some, it's, for some people living here, it's very hard to live in a community and have your own individuality dampened. For others, they just take it as a couple. Mm -hmm. Ask me another question. Well, I just want to go back a little bit in terms of you and your husband created over a hundred educational films. What were, what were those about? Well, you know what, it's like a Britannica films or for schools. That's what they were. Oh. They were written for schools. And we for instance, we specialized in traveling to different countries. We'd go to a country and stay six weeks, film around, meet people, get to know the area, go home and make the film, and then come back and go to another country. Now, I guess we did that in about eight countries. <laughs> <laughs> and where were these films used? In the schools? In schools. Like in Sacramento, but that is a teaching tool. Yes. Imagine traveling living in eight different countries? Oh, six weeks in each one. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah. I, I learned so much. Yeah. I've had a wonderful life. Great. And how will you celebrate your 110th birthday? I've been celebrating it for the last week. Okay. <laughs> Why not? This afternoon, they're going to bring... Uh, a birthday cake into the dining room and share it. Oh, nice. <laughs> is it just another year to you, or is there anything special about 110? Well, I have that feeling that people think I'm going to die pretty soon, so they better be nice to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're going to prove them wrong. <laughs> How do you feel about that? How do, how do I feel about what? How do you feel about living many more years? I don't ever want to be a bird. But however, I want to find out how my great-grandchildren are turning out <laughs> and what they're going to do and if they're going to be involved in government or not. They're very bright and they're very interested about what's going on. And I don't envy their parents or my daughter and her husband being involved in raising them because 
it must be very difficult to raise kids now and not have them anxious. Uh-huh. I mean, that's a very negative way to live. So far, they're doing very well. They were having a discussion of what bias was, for instance, at the age of 12. <laughs> what did they have to say about it? Well, I don't really remember what that one's all about. Okay. But my daughter calls every night, oh. and she reports. Ella. Nice. And they're very different. One is a... One is likes to dance and play the violin, and the other likes to play more of a sport. And and this is um, they're twins, is that right? Two pairs of twins. Mm-hmm. Two pairs. I have two kids, each of whom we had a pair of twins. <laughs> Are they the first twins in your family? No. I guess we've had had a couple. Uh huh. That's what it was. Well, we lived one of the what um, of the one of the best things that ever happened. We lived on a block in Highland Park for years, and we were in our forties or sixties, and everybody else was in their thirties and twenties. And we we're still in touch with those kit that those families. One of them took me out for dinner at Chili's Aww. on Sunday. Oh, I've just had a very exciting life. It's wonderful. Well, we thank you so much for talking with us. We really do. Well, I'm tired of talking about myself. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Betty.